Hello, folks. This is Princess. You are listening to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share with your friends. It's tough. We're in a very tough spot. I think that what we're doing right now is of great benefit and virtue because it's an end around between this whole corrupt informational system, media system. We claim to believe in a God who spoke the universe into existence and literally raised himself from the dead. And yet we're not going to believe that anything else exists in the spirit realm, even though his word tells us that they do. Their bodies weren't permitted to go to sleep like humans do. And they weren't permitted to go to heaven. So they wander the earth. You know, I've seen the eyes turn black to unknown tongues being spoken. These giants would live way up in the highland. The young graves, the young men would hide up in the trees and wait for one of these 12 footers to come walking down the path and they would jump on them and kill them and drag them back to the village and the village would feast on the body. Then people start to get weapons, they start to get armor, they start to build cities, they start to fortify their cities. Now, God looks down and there's violence everywhere. The battle, this war that we are at, is not against each other. It's against these principalities and these rulers and these archons in the high places. It's really worthwhile to read the Bible yourself. Fear is one of the primary drivers of mind control because we have to take every thought captive and resist fear. You're going to have a testimony that is a justice case against the kingdom of darkness. Welcome back to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast, a micro episode, and I have Sam Delgado here from the Weird Christian Podcast. We have an awesome conversation. You get to hear a side of Sam and myself that normally wouldn't be heard on an interview style episode. Sam is a Bible history teacher at the high school level. He's also an author, a husband, a father, a podcaster, and we get to share a little bit of humor, our hearts, ideas. So this is really encouraging. I'm not gonna waste any more time. Are you guys ready for this edification episode? I'm ready. Let's go. This is uh, Samuel Delgado with the Weird Christian Podcast, and I am here on the Millennial Mustard Seed Ease of Edification. All right, man. That was a great introduction, Sam. It's a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me on first and foremost a fan of your show before I ever even talked with you. I love what you're doing on the Weird Christian Podcast. It's like this uncharted territory and like here comes Sam just with the weirdness crushing it. It's it's amazing. Hmm. Wow, yeah, thanks man. I highly recommend the listeners you guys check out his show. A lot of it goes over top of my head. So for those smart people that always like send me weird questions that I can't handle, <laughs> Sam will most likely be covering that kind of content it's weird and fun so you know first uh you know thanks for thanks for the love there i'll just say that it's been cool uh getting to know you and have a, a fellow podcaster reaching out and uh especially someone that's like-minded that's covering some of the same material so uh i appreciate uh your friendship 
and your willingness to to reach out. I mean, I still can kind of consider myself a, a small fry. So luckily I'm able to, you know, have the time. I'm not too big to where I can't uh, reach out to anyone. I don't think I picked one particular topic. It's three questions. I mean, since we're both podcasters, that my first question has to do with that. So the question is, who's your, your dream interview? So one will go like realistic, like someone who who's on your radar that you would like on your show. And then we'll go okay. kind of fantastic with it and say anybody. Right. And we'll and I'm actually going to say anybody um, like past alive two? or dead. Oh, alive or, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so, you know, you can. I'll say with the exception of Jesus, you know, you can throw a biblical character or just a historical character. Yeah. So who's your interview? Um, realistic. And then, and then your fantasy. My dream interview that I can't do would be the late Dr. Chuck Missler. Eight years ago, I come to the Lord and he was like covering all the stuff that I was wondering about. He passed away. I believe it was 2017 or 2018. Someone that I really would like to talk with. I'd have to say Tony Merkel at this point from the confessionals podcast. And the reason I say that is because I actually met Tony a handful of times. He was driving truck and doing deliveries where I still work at. This is years ago. He's like mega now, you know, he moved from Southeastern Pennsylvania, but you know, he pretty much was like a neighbor lived like two towns over hmm. and we got to talk and chop it up. And like, I got to see his growth process and where I was at the time. I was at a weird place where I couldn't, wrap my mind around everything that I was dealing with and where I was growing in the process. I was not ready for that kind of exposure. Now I can't reach him. Now <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. he's a super genuine, awesome guy, but he's in this area where it's like probably getting flooded and overwhelmed with messages and people reaching out and he's doing some really big things. So that would be my, like my realistic one. I don't think it's out of the question for down the road. It, it's been really hard to yeah. Try to make that a reality, but it's possible. So the person that I would interview, um, that's like, you know, kind of more on the fantasy end of things, like not obtainable, at least in this life, but in the next one, I believe I'll get the opportunity. I definitely would want to talk with Jacob. Mm, nice. I'd want to talk with Jacob. His name meant deceiver and he wrestled with God and became Israel, you know, and it, it just... I think there's so much humanity in that. I think all of us have a little something wrong and some of us are seeking what's right. And I think Jacob was like that first, like, I, I don't know, just, I'd want to interview and talk with him. Like, dude, how did you wrestle with the Lord all night long? Like what kind mm -hmm. of like resilience is in you to even, or what kind of audacity do you have to do that? So I think that would be kind of like that fantasy, you know, dream interview. And maybe someday I'll see him in the kingdom. Well, I know he'll be there and, uh, by the grace of God, I'll make it as a doorkeeper. So great. Yeah. Great yeah. question though, man. You threw me off guard, man. That was actually a deep question. That was good. That was real good. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I like your answers though, too. Uh, I didn't know you, you, uh, you know, you'd met, uh, Tony, but, um, yeah, I love the, I love the confessionals. And so you make for a great interview and Jacob's one of my favorite Bible characters too. So that's awesome. All right, man. So the first question I have for you, you're a teacher, just so the audience knows you teach on the high school level and mm -hmm. you teach like Bible history and, you know, what is the most challenging and rewarding thing about teaching in today's day and age? Hmm. Um, yeah, well, I've, um, so I've, I've been teaching for, it seems so crazy to say this, but, uh, this is my 10th year teaching my first year teaching as a Bible teacher. 
so I've done elementary, I've done middle, now I'm doing high school. Um, I mean, I would say easily the most rewarding thing is just being able to uh, be in a position of influence for, you know, a younger generation. Um, so, you know, I always try to tether myself back to back to that and how I relate to the students. Um, and anytime you get a chance to, you know, get past the, uh, the academic content and be able to actually be more of a mentor to a child, that's uh, the most rewarding. And you don't really see it um, sometimes. Like this this year, I got a, a note in my teacher box one day, and it was a student that just said, thank you for helping me, you know, freshman year or whatever. And the student didn't even sign the, I don't even know who, who it was. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, little things like that, um, you don't you don't really feel it at the time, but it, it's nice to see, oh, wow, I, you know, I'm, I am making a difference, you know, and a lot of times I guess it's like that. You don't really see it. Um, challenging really behavior is, is a challenge. You know, most teachers that I speak to are really having a hard time just with the, I mean, the disrespect they're getting from the students. Um, so I, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat or anything like that. Uh, it can be uh, very trying in that regard. You know, so much of what we're dealing with day to day isn't the isn't the content uh, we're dealing with how to how to manage a classroom. So that's that's for sure the hardest part. The struggle is definitely real. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a great answer because a lot of times, like we just go through life and we're we're giving all that we have or following our calling to get that little, you know, hey, I see you. You're doing good. You made a difference. That goes a long way. So yeah, yeah, it really does. Those, you gotta you gotta really hold on to those those moments and just focus on positive, you know, in any given class, yeah, you're going to have yeah. like a, a couple, you know, maybe one or two students, the, you know, that like you and that, you know, will will see you as a mentor. You're going to have like two or three that dislike you and mm-hmm. then the rest are going to just be indifferent. So I've had to, I've had to learn to just focus on those that, uh, um, that you have a positive relationship with and that, uh, you know, want to, want to listen, want to learn that sort of thing. Well, since it's Bible history, do you think there's any way we could like maybe put another box up next to the suggestion box requesting deliverance for like any of these like little demon children that are giving you a hard time? <laughs> like, sorry, it's yeah, just well, my I mean, sense I pray of humor. For my students every day, but for sure, there's um, in our world today, you know, with our younger generation, there's there's so much from the outside, and, and absolutely, there's a there's all sorts of demonic influence there too so you you can see it in in every aspect so that's it's a it's a battle uh spiritually as well great response though man yeah all right um so so you're up for your second um so i guess this is kind of following up with uh your interview with, with jacob so there may be some overlap here but i used nice. to ask my guest this question <laughs> and it's um yeah i guess we're gonna keep a bible so what event would you have liked to have been present uh, to see in the Bible? To be able to narrow it down to one, I understand why. Because I use this question for people I, on the show. Mm-hmm. Hey, when is the right person? I'll ask them because I'm really actually curious. Mm-hmm. How would you choose? Mm-hmm. I'd like to see the resurrection. It's the staple of my hope. I want to see the climax. I want to see the reason that, the reason that I'm even here breathing. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to be like cliche. It's probably such a generic answer for some people, but seriously, I would want to see the resurrection. 
whether it was at the tomb or when he's just glowing and walking through walls and you know saying hey you who doubted stick your hand in my side i mean at any point in time i just man i'm getting chills right now just just saying this and thinking about it because that is the apex moment of history doesn't get better than that so yeah yeah absolutely wow that's an emotional one yeah just second runner-up just because i would like to see david him being on the run in the wilderness from saul Hmm. and how he was able to like literally contend with the humility and like cutting a part of his robe off in the cave and being like dude i could have taken you out but you're the Lord's anointed and like, he's the anointed though. But like he had such a reverence mm. for God that he just hung on to everything God said. And he wouldn't walk through a door until God made it so evident. There was no other choice. I'm fascinated with David's story yeah. because I think there's some David and most, most of us men today who are actually serving the living God. I think there's a lot of glimmers of his journey. And I think there's a lot to learn from reading about this man who was flawed, terribly flawed, but he was after God's heart. That would kind of be my second runner up. Yeah. Man, nice. that's, we got to do an episode down the road just for like jotting back and forth. Sure. Top five, yeah. you know, cause that, that's yeah. intense. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely do an episode on that. Um, but uh, that's a good answer. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a crazy contrast looking at, at Saul and, and David, but that, I think you hit it on the head. That's the, that's the difference there is that David was, was focused on the Lord um but uh yeah that's cool (laughs) you deal with weird stuff like i do Mm -hmm. and you know i have to ask this one all right all right audience i need you guys to send in some comments i need you to go over like and subscribe sam's show because it's so weird we cannot possibly cover it right now but i'm gonna ask the question why did you start the weird christian podcast what happened to you (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so that's a good question. I, uh, hmm, I'm trying to think, uh, like how to start to answer that question. Cause I, I, I get that sometimes like from people that know me that maybe don't know like the weird side or aspect or interest that I have. And, and so they're, they're kind of like, Oh, you know, I've had people ask me in concern, like what, what is, <laughs> is everything all right? Like, what do you, what do you, what is this whole podcast yeah. thing about? Yeah. You know, cause it's, um, <laughs> it's taboo. And so people, it, it, it weirds people out. And in a way it's really just an outlet for me to like a safe space where I can talk about the weird and, and with, with people that, that, that get it. Um, you know, I'm basically just have a very critical mind. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, when you read the Bible, there's, there's so many unanswered questions. And so I think I probably started like waking up when I was, nine uh, eleven woke me up. I started listening to Alex Jones. I think I came across like the Nephilim at some point. And that's kind of what kind of opened the door, getting me into some, into the weird, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I started just reading a lot about Bible prophecy and things like that. And, Again, I didn't really have 
anyone that shared that interest. And you you can't just like mm-hmm. walk up to someone, you know, <laughs> casual conversation and be like, dude, did you know that 9-11's inside job? Or, you know, though <laughs> it's not really socially acceptable. And so like I would just consume books and books and books uh over the weird. And um I probably had in my mind that I wanted to do like either a YouTube channel or a podcast or something, but I just didn't really have anything narrowed down that, uh, that I felt like I w- could like really bring to the table. Time I would have an idea. I would look up like a, a YouTube channel and like someone else was doing that idea better than I ever could. So I was like, okay, well, and I was just praying one day and I think, um, I, uh, I kind of thought like, well, what is, what is something that I could do that no one else is really doing and uh, my conception of the podcast at first is different than what it ended up being. Um, I wanted to have a little, little bit more diversity, but it's ended up just being it's narrowed down to just basically more theological, um, biblical uh, weirdness. So most people I talk to are pastors or theologians. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, it's been, you know, some of it's intellectual, as you mentioned. Um yeah, I, I think I, I started it because I was already consuming this material. And a lot of times, like if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm coming up like I'm like seeing myself in the interviewer's chair yeah, coming yeah. up with questions. And like like a lot of times I listen to an interview and I'm like, man, I, I wish they would have asked him this <laughs> question. Um, and so it just kind of hit me like I'm already consuming the material. Um, this just gives me an excuse to to put myself in that position to sit down with the authors and ask them those questions. Um, and, it, you know, fortunately uh, it's, it's been awesome. So um, yeah, I, I guess that's some background on how the weird Christian podcast came to be. I can relate so much to that. <laughs> yeah. Not well, I mean, different set of circumstances and, and people and, you know, things that led me to it, but you know, you said a couple of key things and just to highlight one of them, like you're saying, I want to find something I can do. Like that's genuine to me. Like I don't want to try to like fit in some other mold and you're encompassing like, and instead of just going and getting carried away with like, Oh, we're just going to deal with, you know, hybrids or Mm -hmm. Nephilim preacher hosts, whatever. I mean, all that stuff is super cool, but you're able to embody all of that on the show. And that's what I like. And And I like how it's developed. And now you're actually like really getting into like the advanced academia um with some of the guests you've had on but you always have you can always throw in like a cool cryptid interview like it's weird (laughs) yeah honestly for sure it's weird that people don't actually know these other takes of the bible and i'm a big fan of your show so just hearing like that raw organic answer here and just so the listeners know we don't have questions like laid out in front like i don't know what sam's gonna ask me he has no idea what i'm gonna ask him that's one of my things with um, these ease of edification episodes. Cause I want it to be like the first time you hear it, your real reaction and it just be right, natural. Yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you said that too. Cause um, you know, if you, if you are critical, critical of the Bible, you will inevitably get weird. And that's what I like <laughs> yeah. about Michael Heiser so much. He's a true academic that will cover, you know, the stuff that'll go over your head, stuff that may, may be boring, you know, whatever. But because, um, the Bible is supernatural and weird. He covers hybrids as well. And so, um, yeah, you know, again, 
that, that's that's been part of it. And so, yeah, I, I like that I'm able to to do weird. But then, you know, I would I would I would consider a lot of the theological stuff weird as weird as well because like, you just yes. don't get that in church a lot. And unfortunately, like you have to read a book to figure out. Um, a lot of these issues that you, you're just not going to get answers for in Sunday school or, you know, from the, from the pulpit in Sunday morning. So that's where my mind goes or, you know, I, I read a book and, and talk about, um, I don't know, not, not, you're not allowed to talk about it. It's just people don't, people just want their, they want their answers, simple answers, and they want to put everything in a box. And so i like to, again, I'm critical. So I just want to like unpack everything and explore that's yeah. the Berean mentality, Sam. You're studying, like, show yourself well approved. Like, you're not leaving anything behind. There's a certain amount of respect that comes with that approach because it takes effort and time, and you got to be involved to do what you're doing. So, all right. So, you kind of answered um, my third question. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know what it was, and I kind of have like a, a, a backup, but you can elaborate on it if you want. I was going to ask okay. what woke you up. Um, you, you mentioned Chuck Missler, so you can mm-hmm. expand on, on that if you want. Um, but if not, I, I guess I'll, I'll slip in a, a backup question. I was going to ask if, you, mm-hmm. if you're going to do a different podcast, like on a different topic, what's like something you'd be interested in enough to where you could, you could, you could do a whole nother thing on it. I would say just commenting with like mild humor, realistic, critical uh, wit, because I'm, I'm a talker, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I have strong views and opinions. So just dealing with some of the things, um, if they're intense and they're important, taking the lighter approach to it and not stealing any of the validity of what's going on, but trying to paint a picture so that people don't panic about the wrong information. Uh, you know, I'd like to do a podcast where it bridges and just kind of like, equalizes and neutralizes this crazy world of all these messages and signals and people freaking out. There's no reason to be afraid. And I think I would see myself narrating, joking, lighthearted conversation about relevant things, trying to get people to understand you don't have to view everything through fear and Mm. uh, so on and so forth. So that that's one Mm. of the ideas that I've played around with for a future show, potentially to Mm. now elaborate on the Chuck Missler thing. Yeah. I mean, one of the big climaxes was near death encounter 19 or 20 years old that opened my eyes that that messed me up you know i really had to now wonder what's going to happen when i die and completely pass on and you know long story short you fast forward a couple years from that encounter and i find myself um surrendering my heart to christ and at that point in time i'm like well I'm not listening to anybody who's going to reject my personal experience because it's anecdotal to them. I'm just trying to explain to them what I've seen or what I experienced, but and it they're treating me like I'm some weirdo. But then I find a guy like Dr. Chuck Missler and he is with confidence and with intrepid boldness standing on the word of God and saying, here's where that verse is that they skip over systematically. <laughs> You're being systematically desensitized by certain organizations and you know, Chuck Mister made that relevant just by organically going through the Bible, whether he was, uh, you know, in some people's minds, oh, he's no good. He's campfire story mentality. Well, listen, I'm the guy next door. 
And I needed that in my life at that period of my, my life, or else I was going to go nuts reading all of this stuff on my own and being like, Oh, it's supernatural. Like, why is everybody like a, a robot right now? It's like, you bring it up and they just like reprogramming, changing to serious, um, passive, aggressive, <laughs> whatever. Mm -hmm. right? uh, and mm. I couldn't deal with that. That was so unreal mm. and unauthentic to me. So Chuck Missler, he was a game changer. He led me to L.A. Marzulli and so on and so forth. And now here I am talking with the weird Christian podcast, Sam Delgado. Yeah, that, that was a big shift. But there, there's a lot more that happened that opened up my eyes. But yeah, great question, yeah. Though, man. Seriously. Yeah, right on. I think Chuck was like that for a lot of people, but for, for me as well. Uh, one of his books, The Bible in 24 Hours, I think. Yes. The 6640 podcast as well. So, yeah. Yeah, he, he's a legend, dude. He really was, in my opinion. Um, he was sure. like that gray area between like the layman to the scholar. He was like this perfect yes. bridge. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you're an author, you're a teacher, you're a podcaster, you're a father. Mr. Delgado is juggling a lot of different things here in life. But if I remember hearing correctly, back in the day, I think you were in high school at the time, you were going to be a, a rap artist. Would you go back and change anything if you could travel back? and play out some of that scenario, but you would say alter coming back to this reality that we live in right now. Would you still make that choice if it was a gamble? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. I've, I've given that quite a bit of thought because it was my, my dream. Um, and, uh, I actually moved to Tennessee to pursue a degree in recording because my parents sort of like demanded that I go to college. I didn't even care about that because all I cared about was rapping. So it was like, if I'm going to go to college, I'm just going to study how to record um, so I can record my own raps or whatever. And so, you know, I pretty much dedicated my um, education to that and a lot of my time to that, um, a lot of my thought to that. I mean, I was kind of, you know, married to this idea of being a rapper for a while. And, uh, and so you know, there was a one point where I spoke to an A&R, you know, I was doing an internship in New York. And this is kind of the thing, like you, you dream about, like, getting the opportunity to like, you know, share your music with someone who can, you know, sign you. And he, uh, he liked one of, one of my songs that it was radio ready. And he wanted to kind of con continue talking, but he found out I was, I was moving back to Tennessee. Um, and it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, I can't, you know, do do much and so there was this uh you know idea that i would just you know move to new york that was always my plan was to move to a you know, music city and so so like you know things could uh, pop off but i kind of made a, a decision uh i met my wife in college and i made it you know i remember my, my mom she told me like what are you gonna do um, cause she was like, mm. you know, the girls don't come around, you know, but, but once, so I had to make a decision. I was either going to move to New York or I was going to, you know, pursue this relationship. And I, I do not re regret that. And, you know, I, I don't know what my life would look like had I, had I done that, but I know what my life looks like now. I'm thankful for the life that I have and I don't would want to change anything but i don't know maybe like in a, a multiverse somewhere <laughs> i imagine that would have been kind of dark for me pursued yeah. you know i don't know if that that life was uh is really one that i would have wanted for myself at my yeah. age now you know what i'm saying so 
I'm, I'm glad things worked out the way they did. Sam, it was an honor to have you here on the show. I really appreciate other people that can see things that I don't see to be able to sharpen on them and learn. So it's my honor to have had you here to edify me. And uh, it was entertaining. It was fun. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, I had a good time. Don't be afraid to work in your gift, you guys. Time is short because, hey, when we personally leave, that's when it's over for us. Choose today whom you're going to serve, the Lord or the world. That's it. That's the show coming to you from Southeastern Pennsylvania. God bless America. Goodbye.